listening to the OK's Fisher Podcast, part of the OK's Podcast Network, featuring your hosts, Matt Strine and Greg Tubbs. Hey there, welcome back to the OKS Fisher Podcast. Greg Tubbs coming at you from my basement. We don't have Matt on the line with us today. Um, he's uh, He's got to work. I'm taking the helm, running solo on this one. Today, my guest is none other than Mike Smith of Dick Smith's Live Bait and Tackle over in Delafield, Wisconsin. Mike, how are we doing today? Awesome, Greg. How are you doing? Oh, can't complain. Wishing yeah. I was fishing. But uh, oh, sounds yeah. like sounds like you're not fishing. You uh, you got a little project going on there. What you up to? Yeah, we uh, I'm pouring leadhead jigs in my garage, and just for the uh, I do have a fan going. It's open air um, for the guys that do pour their own jigs. Make sure you're safe with the lead, and and uh, make sure you're doing it in an open air area. Um, but I'm pouring uh, panfish jigs. It's hard to keep up with the demand. At Dick Smith's, we make our own lead head jigs uh, from 164th on up to a quarter ounce, and and we 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 pour, we paint, we package, and uh, they're awesome, awesome jigs, all with gold hooks, and and they're great. I will say they are great jigs. I've been using them probably for the past I don't know six years or so, maybe even longer. But it's great to be able to go in there. You have a wide selection of colors and sizes, like you mentioned. You, uh, they're all handcrafted and made in your garage. Yep, <laughs> made in the USA. Made in the Absolutely. USA. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So I know your shop very well. Uh, not only from having to work on the boiler system every winter, but uh, I've gotten to know you guys real well. Uh, just going in there and buying tackle and talking, talking shop essentially. But what can you tell us about you and and the shop? Well, we've been in business uh, since 1982. My dad, uh, obviously Dick Smith, he started the business uh, when I was 14. And uh, myself and Becky uh, co-own the business along with my sister, Carolyn. Now she's uh, she took over the uh, financial duties from my, my mother who passed away. So, um, you know, working a business with your two sisters and it's uh, it's going great. We're continuing the legacy of my dad who you know was a machinist uh uh you know in new berlin and uh, he had a dream of opening up a bait and tackle store and uh it came to you know art moraski had a had the business prior to him and he uh he went bankrupt and my dad bought the assets from the bank and a uh after three years of being in the business he pulled the hook and did it full time and I got back into the business. I was I had a printing career uh, for years, and I uh, got back in the business in 2016. And it's been a it's been a great decision that I made. Wish I would have made it a little sooner, but uh, Becky has been in the business uh, for the duration. We've all been in the business in some part of form of fashion. Yeah, you know, I worked on the weekends a lot, worked shows and that type of thing. But yeah, it's a good old fashioned family business and uh we take care of our customers keep up with inventory uh it's a challenge you know it's a challenge owning a small business these days with all the uh, different ways you can purchase fishing tackle um but uh one thing is that you cannot buy live bait on amazon which is which is awesome 
No, you certainly can't. And if you do, uh, you got to question its uh, integrity and quality if it get when it gets there. If it gets there on time. Yeah. <laughs> well, great. But yeah, it's, it's uh, you know we 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 thrive in the winter if we have good ice. Uh, this year, we this past winter, we didn't have such a good ice season. Um, the spring was a little tough, but we've had some good stretch weather. You know, it's a very uh, weather related and weather dependent business so we rely on the weather guides to to help us help us through through the year um so we have uh you know great and great employees that uh you know are there when we're not there or we're there when we are there uh you know we 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 have some great like i said great employees great customers great loyal customers uh that keep us keep us going yeah, I mean that's a big deal to have a loyal following, no matter what you're doing. If you're, you know, talking through a microphone to people, or you own a business, pouring jigs in your in your in your garage, or selling them, you know, it it's really awesome to have an awesome a, a following that you can kind of depend on, and it's great to see those people in shop and have conversations with them, you know, and you get the lowdown on where the fish are biting and what's working and what's not. Yeah, absolutely. That's part of the, part of the deal is, you know, we, we try to steer customers in the right way. Um, you know, we, we have a lot of new, new fishermen coming in, uh, both, uh, men and women and kids and families. And, um, you know, it's great to see, see it every day. Yesterday was kind of the first day of, uh, school uh being let out we we had a number of uh youngsters in the in the store with their families and that's that's awesome to see the the next generation coming in and buying fishing tackle and you know the kids are pond hopping and you know fishing off their grandma's pier on the lake or or what have you there's many many different ways to to get a line wet in our area you know we have 35 35 lakes within 15 miles of us we have plenty of shore fishing opportunities for families to go out and have a picnic and and wet a line and catch catch fish um and especially you know our topic today is pan fishing and you know that's that's the way to get people started in fishing is uh to go after some some good bluegills or crappie in the area and there's plenty of plenty of opportunity to do that and uh you know get a get a smile on a kid's face yeah, there's nothing like watching a kid catch their first fish. I mean, I've helped you out with the, with the kids' fishing clinics in the past, and that was probably one of the most rewarding experiences for me as a fisherman and an outdoorsman is to kind of help pass along some legacy to kids that maybe their parents don't fish, um, don't have interest, and all of a sudden you see ladies with finely manicured manicured nails and driving bmws and all of a sudden they're touching fish and and learning how to bait hooks and all of a sudden they want to come into your shop and they're they're buying buying gear it's pretty awesome yeah yeah our, our kids both our fish, kids fishing clinics this uh spring were a success uh one in delafield uh and one in heartland and uh you know they we stocked the stock the ponds the delafield uh, fish hatchery pond in Nixon Park with with bluegills and and bass catchable size and um, you know it's it's 
it's great to just uh you know get them on their first fish and show them how to take it off and most most won't uh but at least you're showing them how to you know grip the fish take the hook out uh give it a kiss and release it (laughs) (laughs) the kiss part especially is very important yeah there was a couple that uh partook in that but most uh kind of giggled about it that's and awesome. then I had then I had to kiss it for him. Yeah. <laughs> so you're 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 pouring lead and healing fumes and kissing fish. That would explain why one your right eye kind of floats into the middle a little bit. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> well, let's let's get down to the brass tacks of this. Um, we're talking bluegill today. Now that we kind of got your background and and your passion yep. down, uh, if you were to say. Or tell me that I had, you know, if I had three rods to fish for bluegills, which is what we're legally allowed to do, my favorite three presentations would be a slip bobber and a leech on either one of your jig heads or an Aberdeen hook for a bluegill. It would be one another jig, maybe maybe a green jig or a pink jig on another slip bobber. And I would probably fish a red worm big red worm Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then the other presentation i think i'd be experimenting with something new that i'm not really great with and that would be a drop shot rig and some sort of plastic yep and and that all depends upon time of year pre-spawn spawn and uh, post-spawn summer pattern um you know right now we're in the we're in the spawn stage pre-spawn to spawn stage dependent upon the lakes and that's the beauty of you know, the different size lakes and depth lakes that we have in the area. Um, you know, some, some lakes are still pre-spawn. Uh, the, the, the deeper, deeper, colder lakes are pre-spawn right now, but most of the lakes are spawn. So, you know, bobber fishing is probably the way to go right now. Um, whether it's a stationary bobber, um, or a slip bobber. Um, you know, I like, I like using the rocket bobber. Um, and I, I would prefer to lob a seven foot length rocket bobber than a setting a slip bobber at seven foot. Cause I like the, the, the rocket bobber, how it lays flat with our 64th or 32nd ounce jig. And when the fish hits the, the detection of the rocket bobber standing up is, is, uh, is awesome. I love that. Um, but if you're deeper than seven feet. Uh, then you want to definitely go with a, a slip bobber, you know, especially the the lakes that have uh, the clear lakes that may have deeper deeper spawning beds or deeper deeper fish that are staging, uh, like 10, 12 feet. Then definitely you want to go with a slip bobber uh, and fish those. Um, you know, I love the I love the panfish leeches. I love the uh, the giant redworms are probably our our most popular bait for the gills as well as waxworms in the summer. Uh, you know, we sell more waxworms in the summer than we do in the winter. Surprisingly. Really? Yep. That's really surprising. Uh, yep. And then the other, you know, the other bait is the spider hogramite that we have in stock now. Uh, that's just a bluegill, bluegill treat. Um, you know, you gotta be, it's a natural bait. You gotta be quick with them. Make sure that, you know, you're watching your bobber because as soon as that bobber starts tilting up uh, or going down, you got to set the hook because they'll, they'll suck that in and, and, uh, 
and steal it from you. <laughs> Bluegill candy, for sure. Oh, yeah. You bet. So if you're going to say you decide you want to fish plastics, is now a good time to try and fish plastics? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, we have our Dick Smith's panfish grub. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a unique one inch, a little split tail. Uh, it's a soft plastic. Um, no one else in the Midwest has that particular, uh, bait and we have, we sell it. Um, it's, it's my go-to, you know, every time it's my first plastic that I put on. Um, it's not a very, you know, people look at it, it's like, well, it doesn't do anything. It's not a, it's not a paddle tail where you're casting a retrieve. It's doesn't have a lot of action, but something about that little beetle, uh, with the split tail and how soft it is, um, is, is phenomenal for, for bluegills. Um, my dad's been selling that for even over 40 years. He, he somehow he got, got involved with, uh, the company that makes them and uh we kind of have a, a direct link with them so it's it's a great bait uh and you can tip it with a wax worm a little red worm too uh, but that's that's what i use primarily sure what's your favorite color of that grub because i know you guys sell a multitude of colors of it yeah uh you know my go-to is the chartreuse head with the white tail um you know, pink, pink head, white tail. We have a, def, a lot of different colors. Motor oil is good. You know, chartreuse tail with chartreuse head. Uh, you know, those are the kind of our top top sellers. Sure. Well, and, and it's it's always important to have a variety of baits. Like I, when I hit the lake, I, I usually have you know at least two to three different types of baits. I don't go out there with just night crawlers. I go out there with red worms. And mm-hmm. I try to make sure I have leeches in the boat because, to be quite honest with you, some of the gills I run into, I'll run a medium or a, a large leech out there, and I'll get some of the bigger bluegills in the lake on a leech. It doesn't get oh, bit, yeah. as, bit as often, but it's kind of nice because yeah. it keeps the little ones away. Oh, yeah. Yep. No, <clears throat> large leech, uh, even, uh, or, you know, regular size or a large leech works awesome. <clears throat> 100%. But then you know once once they're once they're done spawning and they move off to the to the weed weed edges and drop offs, uh, then you know my favorite tactic is either a deeper slip bobber or the drop shot. Um, the drop shot is <clears throat> is uh, a really good way to fish it with a you know like a eighth or you know sixteenth ounce drop shot weight with a. We sell the spin shot hooks, um, number eight uh, spin shot hooks with a little red worm, and I just hook it wacky style right in the middle, and they can't resist that on a on a drop shot on a drop off. No, you present it right, and it's pretty hard for them to to turn it down. Oh yeah, yep. Or a piece of piece of night crawler. Um, we sell those smaller night crawlers called dilly worms. Those are those are great as well, but. <clears throat> you want bigger gills post spawn uh that's a great way to go or even like we said a leech leech on a drop shot <clears throat> definitely definitely live bait during that time yeah it, probably not not as much on the plastics you know the, 
I don't know. I've had mixed results with plastics, and as soon as I switch away from the plastics and go to, like you said, a wacky rigged either red worm or half a night crawler or a leech on there, then I get hit, and, and it's mm-hmm. game on. So yeah. bluegills seem to, I mean, you catch them on plastics, it seems to be hit or miss with them. But if you want to load the boat every time, just go out there with, you know, a couple of live baits, couple of different presentations like the like the drop shot or like you know slip bobbers in the in the deeper water yeah you'll you'll have then, pretty good luck. and then once july july comes around um some of the lakes will offer uh a deep water sus, uh suspended bite where you're drifting over the deep water and catching them suspended um you know years ago before zebra mussels and all of this other stuff that we have in the water, uh, you know, eating the little plankton, um, all the lakes had uh, drifting, bluegill drifting uh, uh, capabilities. So, but that has changed. The water has changed. You know, Nagwicka Lake, we used to go and drift over the middle and catch bluegills all day long. They were suspended. Uh, or Pine Lake or Akachi Lake, all the big lakes, Madison, all, you know. I remember going out with my dad in Monona and just drifting and one drift and, you know, you're catching fish after fish. But since the zebra mussels and eating all the little zooplankton that that hangs out there, we don't have the the deep water drifting like we used to. Uh, Now there's, there's some lakes in the area that, you can still do that, um, but it's not as uh, widespread as in the past. No, and it seems to me like my local lake here, that was a big deal to go out and do the mm-hmm. drift. Everybody would talk about, oh, it's time to get out and start doing the drift. Yeah, And you'd see, you know, 20 boats out there, and you don't know how they're catching fish because they're right on top of each other and how they're not tangling stuff, and maybe they yep. are, but – those guys get on that, that bite and it's pretty hot yeah. and they box a lot of fish. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to steer this conversation maybe a little controversially, but it's really a bummer to see those guys go out, catch a bunch. And all of a sudden you see that same boat truck and trailer back at the launch again, out there getting some more. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it's the possession limit that, uh, fishermen, uh, all need to be aware of that, uh, you know, legally, uh, you only can possess two limits of, uh, two, two limits of fish in your freezer or in your household. So, you know, you need to be, everyone needs to be aware of that. Uh, so the, the fishermen that are going out every day, getting their limit and filling their freezer is just, that's not, not the way to go. No, I agree, especially with a resource that, you know, let's face it, bluegills are meant to be had, you know, meant to be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they taste great. They're awesome. But how many can you eat, you know? Yeah. How many yeah, do, and, do you really need? Yeah, and especially this time of year, you know, we can talk about right now during the spawn, everybody likes targeting. The bluegills are, are feeding heavily, you know, especially during pre-spawn. Uh, but you know, you want to, 
you want to definitely release the males um, that, you know, eight and a half inches or bigger. They're the ones guarding the nest. You take away all those males, no, no one's guarding the nest, and those bluegill eggs are, are gone after the, uh, after the uh, you know, females drop their eggs. So definitely want to release those big males. Um, you know, the target, target fish to keep, you know, keep during the spawn, keep your 10, keep 10, 12 fish. Um, you know, keep the females. Everybody thinks, well, that's kind of, you're keeping the females with the eggs. Well, you know, keep them seven and a half to eight inches. Anything after, over eight, you know, let go. But keep those good eater size. Um, once the summer comes and the, they're done spawning, sure, then 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 you can take a mixed bag of it. But definitely let, let those males go this time of year. Yeah, they're the guards. They, they have a job to do. And if you take them away from that job, there's going to be less bluegills for you guys yeah. to catch and keep in the future. Yeah. And... You know, don't know the difference between a male and a female. Just Google it. There's plenty of pictures that'll show you uh, the difference between them. Uh, pretty, pretty easy to tell. Oh yeah, um, that, that you know. male gets a big hump on his head, um, real dark in color most of the time. Darker colored than the females. Females are usually more pale looking, um, mm-hmm. and you can usually tell. You know, just just looking at them, the, the belly. A, a female's gonna have a big belly full of full of eggs. Uh, yeah. Males are going to have more shoulders to them. Definitely, yep, yep. They're the brute stock. They're the they're the ones you want to put back in for future uh, future spawning. Absolutely. So, how many jigs are you up to over there? Uh, about a hundred. About a hundred. Cranking them out before you you head into work. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Never stops. <laughs> um, but yeah, the other. The other technique, uh, as we're talking during the summer, um, you know, bluegills, especially in these clear lakes, seem to be seem to be deeper and deeper. Um, you know, on you know, another good technique is, you know, in addition to a drop shot, you can just put a heavy uh, split shot sinker and in a little jig or a single hook, cast it out, and just slow retrieve on the bottom uh, with a with a hunk of nightcrawler or a red worm, that's a, that's another great technique to use yeah. uh, to get those deeper, deeper gills that are in 20, 25, 30 feet. There's fish... lakes that have, uh, if you look on your graph in, you know, 25, 30 feet, you can see that little, little stubby sand grass or little stubby weed uh, that's like three to four inches coming off the bottom. Uh, they just love sitting in that. Um, so, if you can uh, pick them out of there, uh, it's and, and sometimes the, the bigger kills will be sitting sitting down there for spawn, just hanging out after they did their thing. I mean, consider the males on a bed and how many times they circle that bed, moving all day long <laughs> for for a few days. They're going to be tired, so they just want to chill. They just want to sit down there and and. Uh, but if they see a nice juicy worm come across them, they're going to hit it. I yeah, I I fish with a guy that actually does that. Like that'll be it'll be the shortest rod in his boat. He'll pinch on a split shot, like you said, about a foot or so from just a plain little hook. And sometimes he'll use half a crawler. Sometimes he'll use a red worm or a dilly worm. And the dilly worms, he'll actually put a little air in them with a with a needle, you know, an old school syringe. 
and mm-hmm. just to get that thing to float above the grass a little bit. And that guy's that guy's picked up a lot of lot of nice sized bluegills that way. And like you said, it's uh, it's post spawn after those males are trying to recoup in that deeper water. Yep. Um, <clears throat> another another good technique is uh, go, you know going back to pre spawn or spawn in the shallow water is using a uh, an adjustable a clear bobber with uh, with a little black fly behind it, uh, you know, about two or three feet behind it. And just tip it with a little spike, a little wipe spike, or a mag or a wax worm, uh, and that can be a that can be a killer presentation too. Yeah. Um, so that's that's one. And then uh, the other one is our our Dick Smith's tandem rig is uh, is a phenomenal way to to fish under a rocket power. Um, and it, you know, we we make them up at the store. You got the jig on the bottom, a thirty second ounce jig on the bottom, and then a bluegill bug or a, a black ant fly about 12 or 18 inches above that and we tip it with we'll put a little wax worm or a spike on the fly and then either a wax worm or a red worm on the on the jig jig head along with the dick smith panfish grub and, and uh cast it under a rocket power and it's that's an awesome technique and it's great catching uh two at once yes. a doubler Yes, it, you and I fished uh, a local lake not too long ago, and I remember you fishing that tandem rig and pulling up doubles. They weren't giants, yeah. but it was just fun to watch uh, watch the tandem rig go to work. And oh, look, we got two fish on this one. Yeah, that makes it the fun. Other, yeah, the other day I was fishing, I I caught uh, I caught a, a a bluegill doubler, and then I caught a bass and a perch doubler, <laughs> or no. Uh, a bluegill and a perch doubler, and then a bluegill and a bass doubler. So wow. I caught three different species doublers, uh, which was fun. Absolutely. <laughs> and then, then I had a guy in the boat. Uh, he's very uh, well-known fisherman in the area, and uh, I taught him the theory of, um, you know, we had waxworms and redworms in the boat, and I said, well, sometimes they like chicken, and sometimes they like steak referring to the wax worms as chicken yep. and the, uh, the red worms as steak. So <laughs> he, he, he never heard of that. And so, you know, we'd put a wax worm on the, on the fly and the, the, uh, red worm on the, on the jig. And we we're like, Oh, you like chicken there. Well, he likes steak. Oh, we got more steak fighters. <laughs> yep. yep. So, yeah. So that's what I tell the customers when they, you know, well, what do you want? What should I take? Well, you should take some steak and you should take some chicken. You never know what they want, right? <laughs> Sometimes they eat it all. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like me. That's right. I'll, it doesn't matter what you put in front of me. I'm going to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Mike, uh, where can people find you? Uh, you guys have a, a social media account? Uh, yeah. Yep. We're Dick Smith's Live Bait and Tackle. Uh, we are in the Smiley Barn in Delafield, Wisconsin, right off 94 and Highway 83 between Milwaukee and Madison. Real convenient on and off. Um, we get a lot of a lot of travelers throughout the state that are coming through, and it's uh, it's it's fun to fun to talk to people all, all around the state. That hey, I've heard of you guys. I've seen you on social media, and just wanted to stop by and check you out. And they're really impressed with when they walk in. Uh, you know, for such a you know, we're 
we're a small footprint in terms of retail space, uh, but my sister Becky does a great job merchandising uh, every every nook and cranny, every space of the of the store with uh, with merchandise, and people uh, people love that. That when they walk in, they we actually have items in stock that they're looking for. Uh, we keep the keep the pegs filled. Um, we get tackle orders. We we work with not only direct to manufacturers. We work with five different tackle distributors. Uh, so Becky does a great job of uh, placing orders. We, I think this week we got six tackle orders in this week to to keep it keep it fresh. Um, you know, as opposed to a big box store that may be doing one order in the spring and and when they're out they're out they're not reordering. Uh, so people will come in and you know we got hooks we got sinkers we got bobbers we got you know whatever you, uh, whatever you need to go out for a day of fishing. Yeah, but, from, uh, uh, from from panfish all the way up to Great Lakes stuff on on, yeah. on your pegs from the yeah. from the floor to the ceiling, and there yeah. might even be stuff hiding in the ceiling in that in that store. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> There's walls behind walls. There but, are. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and you know that's 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 the success of of small independent tackle stores. You know. And we're not the only one. There's a lot of them in our area that uh, we all we all talk, we all have relationships with. Uh, you know, we'd rather hear uh, customers saying they, you know, hey, I was in the uh, another area and I went to this store, and and I'm like, great, I'm I'm glad you went there, as opposed to stopping at a big box store and purchasing your stuff. I'm I'm I'm, I'm all about the the independent tackle store surviving because uh, we're the ones opening up. At five six a.m. for you to get bait. Yep, uh, we're open till seven. Um, we have a live bait and tackle machine outside. So if you you know if you're an early bird and want to get going at two three in the morning, you can stop by our bait machine out in front of the store and, and uh, pick up your night crawlers, red worms, wax worms, leeches, uh, bobbers, hooks. We have it all in front of the store in a in a twenty four seven bait machine. That's one thing I will say. The best bait shops, the best local bait shops in the area have a 24-hour bait machine. Yeah. Yep. No, it's, uh, you know, it's not a, uh, you know, we don't have hundreds of sales on it, but we do have, it's convenient for people that, uh, you know, are out of the, out of the normal hours. You know, people work different shifts and people will, fish at different times so this offers them uh opportunity to get bait when they want you bet well so to answer your question we're, we're also on facebook uh instagram uh, we we do have a youtube channel although i need to create more content for the youtube channel uh but yeah definitely keep follow us on on facebook instagram we post uh you know updates uh frequently you can also go to our website, DickSmithsLiveBait.com, and there's a subscribe to newsletter. We publish newsletters about once a month, uh, providing uh, sale items, uh, you know, hot products, um, where to fish information, uh, fishing reports. So feel free to go to our website and sign up for that. We won't we won't uh, fill your inbox uh, frequently. So we're not one of those where we're emailing you every day, but uh, we feel we email some good content for you as a fisherman to 
to re- re- uh, receive. Great. Well, I think that's an episode. All right, so when are we going fishing, Greg? <laughs> Great question, Mike. I, uh, I, I hope you got all your honeys, dude. honeydews done for the year or uh, for the spring, you know. Well, as you know, being married, there's always more to the list. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like like uh, last night when, when I went to uh, 